This is How to Win Friends and Influenza with me, your host, Lily. Today, we're very lucky to have Dr. Karina on our show. So, Dr. Karina, welcome. Thank you. So, Dr. Karina is a very special guest because I actually went to high school with her. So, I can tell you firsthand that she's pretty cool. So, she's led a very interesting life. I can tell you that in high school, we played basketball together. Karina studied for a little bit in Adelaide. She can say some cool things in Taiwanese, like, I want to buy one million guavas. And she's baked an award-winning pie. So this pie has won awards. This pie has qualifications. So with a life as varied and interesting as that, it's no surprise that Karina's chosen the path of general surgery. And so today we're going to talk to her all about general surgery, what that involves, and some considerations that you might want to think about if you're uh, looking into this career path. So Karina, to begin with, can you tell us what general surgery is? Uh, so general surgery is a very general uh, field in surgery. As the name implies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, it's, I guess, mainly abdominal surgery. So yeah. there's multiple subspecialties within um, general surgery, including upper GI surgery, um, which, also, which involves um, sort of esophageogastric surgery, as well as hepatobiliary surgery. Um, there's also um, uh, colorectal and breast and endocrine surgery, uh, surgical oncology and um, head and neck, uh, the main subspecialties within um, general surgery. Okay, so even though there are quite a few subspecialties, there is an appeal about general surgery. What is that appeal? So I guess it's um, a very um, broad sort of a field. So um, you get to see a large uh, variation of pathologies um, and also a lot of various different skills involved um, so uh, it's generally quite an interesting um, area to be in yeah um, just as an aside to our listeners you may hear some strange background noises that's because we're actually recording in Karina's house at the moment as I mentioned earlier she's uh, quite a good cook and we've got a couple of friends over so if you hear any bathroom flushing noises <laughs> people laughing, um, you know what that is out. <laughs> all right but with that aside let's turn back to general surgery now general surgery covers quite a lot of things there are a couple of specialties but let's first talk about general surgery itself what's the training path to get onto that uh, so the training in general surgery is uh, mainly through the Royal Australian College of Surgeons. Yeah. So the um, general surgical program, it's split between Australia and New Zealand. So there's been lots of changes um, in the last few years um, and um, they're progressing from the old system to a new system. So the new system that's there is a four-year program. Right. Um, and so... Um, and so that, that four years, um, you do your general surgical training and then there's fellowship exams at the end and then you go on to subspecialty training um, after that. Um, so, um, yeah. Now, the general perception of surgery appears to be, you know, it's a really tough slog. You have to go through a lot of hours, particularly when you're more junior. What do you think of that? Stereotype is that true or I think that's kind of true of um, all fields yeah. um, these days. So um, I guess um, all fields um, 
you know, pretty difficult in, in their own way. Um, but I guess um, the hours in general surgery um, are generally a bit longer um, than uh, other subspecialties um, because we tend to start earlier um, and, um, and um, a little bit later because um, of um, the extra work of um, right. yeah. of um, operations um, during the middle of the day um, but I guess if you know doing whatever you're doing if you enjoy what you're doing then you don't really notice um, notice the hours as they go by so um, I guess the starts are always earlier than I guess um, the physicians um, because we um, need to see all our patients um, before theatres start and get things running um, quite early in the morning. Right, and how early are we talking? Uh, so most people generally start about 7 o'clock uh, uh, their ward round so that they can get to theatres by 8, 8.30. Um, so in uh, there's no hard and fast rule, but um, generally most days start about 7. Okay, and when would you finish? Does that vary every day? Oh, that varies. So it depends on a lot of things, I guess, what... Um, uh, you know where you are, which hospital you're in, um, your patient load at the time, how unwell your patients are, um, and um, I guess um, if you've got a long operating list, um, that can um, you know that can last for a long time, and then you've got to get to your patients again after that. So um, it really varies from day to day, but um, you can you can rarely finish on time, um, but um, you're mostly there after hours um, and it, you can be there quite late. Um, so the latest I've been in hospital um, has been till about, you know, midnight, one o'clock wow. in the morning. Um, but those are special circumstances. Sure. So it's not every day that that happens. And um, most days um, you, you should be generally um, done by, you know, six, seven o'clock um, okay. at night. So it's not too late. What about towards, um, you know, later years in your career, when you get to a more senior position, mm. do the hours change? Uh, so as you get more senior, I guess the amount of um, on-call um, increases. Um, and so um, there is more responsibility as you um, get further into training. Um, so uh, the, uh, the amount of on-call increases. So um, you have to come back for, um, I guess, um, surgical emergencies um, during the middle of the night. Um, and so I guess um, it really depends on what comes in through the door. Um, yeah. Okay. What about non-medical things? Is it difficult to plan around your schedule? Um, so I guess um, as you get further into training, it can become quite difficult, particularly due to um, on-call um, and, um, and, and those days. Um, but in, if you plan out your roster um, and, um, uh, you know, so that you can um, fit things, regular things in um, during your week, um, then that, that can help a lot. And certainly um, your colleagues and everything are generally quite helpful and accommodating and, um, and you can fit in other commitments as well so, so long as you plan ahead of time and um, swap um, with your colleagues and um, for on-call shifts. Sure. Now let's talk about the surgery itself. What was it like uh, seeing your very first surgery? Oh, okay, so the first uh, operation I saw um, was when I was in fourth year medical school and I was out in Broken Hill doing a general surgical um, term there. So um, it was, um, I guess, um, you know, very interesting. I've never seen anything 
like it before and your expectations are never the same as um, when you when you go in so I guess um, Hollywood and yeah. um, and the idea of surgery there's a lot of blood and a lot of you know activity and it's quite dramatic but um, surgery isn't generally like that unless you um, walk into a major um, code crimson trauma call sort of a situation it's generally quite um, uh, you know quite a calm situation yep. and um, well planned which and is good that's happening. what you want yeah everything's <laughs> happening um, quite smoothly so I guess um, the um, you know the in, in your head it's quite different um, as to when you um, first go in and um, and see what happens in an operating theater so yeah it's 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 very different to what you expect until until, until you see yeah did you feel any disgust or anything that you had to get used to you know how people say um, there are stories of people fainting or uh, feeling weak when they first see blood yeah so um, you you do hear stories of um, of some medical students and things um you know um passing out (laughs) during the middle of an operating theater so it does happen it's not for everyone and some people um you know it it really wouldn't be you know their cup of tea but I, i never experienced anything like that and I guess if I did, you know, have such awful experiences, it prob- I probably wouldn't have chosen the path. So yep. it's not for everyone, but, um, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just depends on just depends on the personality, I guess. Okay, and what sort of person would be well-suited to surgery? Um, so that's, that's, a difficult, that's a difficult one. So um, I've seen a whole range of people within the surgical... Um, surgical um, community so um it can be quite varied but um uh, <laughs> so it could be anything right could, so it could, could be, be extrovert introvert yeah yeah mm. that that's right so um so the um i guess the um the image of a surgeon is a very um extroverted sort of person very um, opinionated and um turk from scrubs yeah that's yeah. that yeah that's that's exactly right but you know um it's not necessarily um, that way. There is um, certain qualities um, that you need to have and um, I guess organisation and um, strong leadership and communication are all part of that because um, I guess um, the surgeon is um, in charge of um, the operating theatre so um, you need certain qualities. You can't be um, entirely introverted but you don't need to be um, like a particularly pushy yeah. um, or loudmouth person yeah. to um, to you know do well in surgery. Yeah. Okay. And the general perception is anatomy and having a really steady hand are important for surgery. How true is that? Yeah, that's that's um, very important. So I guess a good understanding of anatomy is um, incredibly important in surgery. Um, and so um, I guess. Um, I guess um, the the Bible um, is um, Blast's Anatomy Eighth Edition, and they have um, exams now which are compulsory before applying for general surgical training, um, the general surgical science exam. It, it used to be after you got onto the program, yeah. but I guess anatomy is incredibly important um, 
to know before you even start the practical side of surgery um, so that um, you know exactly um, what you're doing. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's incredibly important. Having a steady hand is also um, very important. I've heard stories of um, people, you know, um, always dreaming of doing surgery um, and then getting onto the program and then having terrible terrible tremors and um and things and no one telling them until you know it's too late and they've dedicated years and years um to it but um uh, but you know you you need a fairly steady hand you can't have a terrible (laughs) tremor yeah (laughs) Yeah. and for that reason i've heard a professor of surgery say that there is a sort of retirement age for surgery because say with general practice you could Mm. really be doing that quite effectively for a number of years past the official Australian uh, retirement age but Mm. with surgery there is a bit of a limited lifespan because of the physical nature yeah Yeah. I don't know about the official um, guidelines guidelines for this but I have heard that there are there does come a time where um, it's better to step down down and colleagues do tend to pat you on the back and yeah. um and, and say that you know um it's 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 time and um you know there's other areas of um surgery that aren't all operative yeah. um which you can continue to do and and work in if you want to um continue on but um i'm not sure if there's any hard and fast rules yeah, probably not. hard and fast rules on this yeah um, from memory, I would recommend anyone interested in this look it up. It wasn't anything too dramatic. It wasn't like 22 or something. Mm. More looking at the 50s and the 60s. And again, it's more of a social more, sort of thing. More 70s. Yeah, 70s. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, okay. So there is a long lifespan in surgery. Yeah. Just don't have a shaky hand. <laughs> Are there any skills that students might be wanting to work on um, in order to get a leg up later on? Um, so I guess um, uh, in medical school um, they don't teach you too much in terms of surgical techniques no. and things like that but um, you'll find that um, in hospitals and within medical school there's a lot of um, programs and things um, sometimes by suturing companies or equipment companies yep. um, to help with surgical skills so um, as a medical student I went to a lot of these sort of suturing yep. workshops and um, there's laparoscopy workshops and things like that um, that you can attend and um, see you know how you are with the skills and practice them um, so there's definitely a lot of you know um, workshops um, sort of directed towards students interested in surgery that that you can attend yeah now back to the surgery itself I'm really curious do you play music during surgeries or is it really silent and tense? What happens? Oh, it, it varies from operating theatre to operating theatre, but generally um, generally someone does bring in a speaker <laughs> and, and, and there is um, there is some good music playing. So, you know, it can be very varied. Like yeah. I've heard some like country music <laughs> in, in some theatres yeah. and um, 80s, 80s rock and, you know, it, it varies um, from place to place and, the, you know, who brings in the speaker yeah. <laughs> right yeah that's right so and yeah. i'm gonna take a guess your choice would be aqua or <laughs> well i've never played my music in theater it's not everyone's cup of tea but yeah <laughs> something classy like that yeah late 90s pop yeah, yeah. Sounds, good. <laughs> sounds good so there is a fun side to surgery it's not all this just very serious kind of thing yeah yeah that's yeah. right that's right Okay, now if you wanted to switch 
from general surgery to one of the subspecialties? What's the process? Uh, so that's difficult and you'd have to speak to the College of Surgeons um, about that. Um, but um, they do um, provide, um, you know, um, credit for previous yep. training. So you don't have to do um, the complete training program for the um, other surgical um, subspecialties. Um, so there's heaps of other surgical subspecialties out there other than general surgery. Right. So like just naming a few, there's urology, there's vascular, neurosurgery, plastics, um, cardiothoracics, ENT. Um, so they all have their own um, training pathways. Um, and so, um, and so you'd have to speak to the college about, um, you know, going from one to the other and, um, and the training program there. But um, so it's not it's not like published or anything, anything like that. But yeah, there's definitely definitely um, the ability to change from one to one to the other if you, you know, have other interests. When people choose a specialty, do you think there's a moment where they just realize like they have an epiphany this is what i want to do or is it more of a slow process so i guess it's different for um different people so um some people um very early on have um you know an epiphany type of moment where you know they have sudden realization about what they want to do and um and you know they go straight for it but you know even even then sometime in the future um you know the, this can start to change and other people it's a slow gradual process mm. um you know you know from medical school through to um internship and residency and then a couple of um you know uh, preset um, years and um to get there you know to get their mind around what they really want to do um and so it varies from um person to person but um i'd recommend um you know if you um if you ha have uh, the idea that you want to do um surgery then try and um you know see as much as you can in medical student because as a medical student in medical school because the longer you put it off um to decide which direction you want to go i think um, it gets a bit harder and harder to um, get there as time goes on. So um, I think medical school is the best time to sort of, um, you know, dabble a bit um, yep. in everything and um, see a little bit of everything and make up your opinions on what you like and what you don't like um, uh, because... Um, because you know you should start to by the end of medical school have a bit of an idea um, about what you want to do so you can set yourself up um, for where you want to go do you think there's a cutoff by which you have to have decided if you want to do surgery or not um no i don't think there's any particular cutoff but i think it just becomes more and more difficult the further you get along with your medical training because um you know, these days there's um, so many medical students and so many junior doctors um, out there that um, the training programs are making it, um, you know, more and more competitive um, to get onto their programs. And so with, I just guess, the sheer volume of people interested in different things, um, it's it's harder to get your foot into the door yeah. and, unless you've shown some interest from, um, from you know, early, early on. Um, so... Um, if you're interested um, in something, then just make an effort to show your interest and get involved so you can kind of find out if um, that's, you know, your cup of tea or, or you know, 
um, well, you know, you wouldn't want to want to do that early on, so you can start, you know, excluding things and yeah. um, and not dedicating um, so much effort um, into any into a certain area which you might not have um, any interest in once you've experienced it a little bit more. Cool. So I think that's really excellent advice for people to decide what specialty they want to go into and. Um, find out through actual immersion, you know, not just reading from textbooks or seeing Hollywood movies that looks cool. What about on the other side, if a student wants to differentiate themselves to potential supervisors, uh, what sort of characteristics would uh, senior doctors look for in junior doctors and medical students? I guess that you're showing an interest. Um, so um, there's, I guess, in the hospitals, um, um, when you're doing your surgical rotations, um, there's a lot that you can be involved with. So you can um, show interest on the ward in managing managing the patients. You can also see um, surgical patients as they come in through mm -hmm. emergency. And there's also the operating theatre. So often I find medical students are a little bit afraid of coming into the operating theatre. So it's definitely, um, you know, an experience um, that... Uh, you have a lot of opportunities in medical school to um, have those experiences in operating theatre. Whereas when you find, um, when you start working as a junior doctor, um, like in your internship and resident year, then it might be a little bit more difficult to find time to go to the operating theatre. So I definitely recommend in medical school, um, when you've got when you've got the time that um, you um, try to get into the operating theatre if you're interested in surgery because um, you know it's a it's a great opportunity to learn and see exactly what's going on and get some skills um, and um, you know it's difficult to find these opportunities right. um, later in life when you're a little bit more busier um, with work and other things so definitely definitely try to get to theatre if you can. It sounds like medical school is a bit of a luxury even if it's a time filled <laughs> with a lot of study. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, we're recording in Karina's house, and so from time to time we have some offers of ice cream. <laughs> That's right, offers of ice cream, which are generally accepted. <laughs> Maybe after this interview. Now, you mentioned um, some patient um, involvement that medical students could go see patients. Mm. So. I'm going to guess that it's a myth when people say, you know, surgeons just operate. They mm. don't do any sort of patient history taking or anything. I think that's quite important, I isn't think, it? Yeah, I think that's a huge myth because I think a large part of, um, of surgery is um, working patients up to mm. see if, you know, they need an operation in right. the first place. So, um, and also the post-operative management of patients. So the actual operation is such a... I guess such a small part of it. It's a very important part, but uh, it's it's a small part of yeah. it. So um, so um, you know you you have your basic examination skills and history taking skills that you learn from um, from medical school, and so it's quite important to put them into place. Um, and so um, I guess um, uh, the emergency department is a great um, great place to be um, uh, seeing these sorts of things, um, especially. Um, surgical patients that come in acutely unwell and if you're lucky even um, I guess trauma patients if you're in a trauma hospital um, so um, you know um, yeah it's it's uh, you know important yeah. <laughs> to gain these skills um, early on and see as much as you can as a medical student all right so let's finish on a really really positive note 
What do you think are the best things about general surgery? Convince people who are going to choose it. I think the best thing about surgery, the reason I wanted um, to do it from um, you know so early on, is because you get to see an instant result. Mm. Okay, so I, I guess um, you get a bit. I got a bit jaded with a few of my um, other rotations, but you know, um, with an operation, you're doing something to provide a fix um, for. You know a problem whether yeah. it be you know uh, you know appendicitis um, where you can remove the appendix and that removes the problem right or yeah a you know cancer operation so removing you know the bulk of a person's cancer which may be curative in itself and you know not require um you know further further treatment um you know which you know has um you know other other effects mm. um surgery definitely um can have complications and things like that but um it's uh you know such a um such an immediate sort of yeah. fulfilling thing to be doing to um to um you know operate on someone and provide you know um provide help in such an immediate way yeah and that's definitely very very understandable because the reason a lot of people go into medicine is because they want to help people and of course, there's nothing better than seeing a tangible result. So mm. um, it really makes sense that this would appeal to a lot of people. So thank you very much for your time, Karina, and for your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> thank you. I hope that really gives our listeners some great advice about general surgery, particularly for the medical students, might give you some pointers on um, how to start thinking about it early and how to start approaching it now. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.